You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. So welcome to another episode of Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Today, I will be on here myself. So if I get to rambling, bear with me. I would like to start off with a quote. Quote will be from Grant Cardone. It says, an idea plus hard work multiplied over long periods of time plus discipline will always equal success. But you have to put in the work. Ideas are great, but they mean nothing without hard work over time plus discipline. So I like that quote because it leads me into what I want to talk about today, which is Clubhouse. I think Clubhouse is awesome. I've only been on it for like seven to 10 days. You can get on the stage and you can talk shop. What I want to encourage people is to be careful, not only with Clubhouse, but with seminars in general, because I think you can get to a place where you have information overload and then you don't accomplish and you don't take action on anything. Because, you know, you get into that space where you're so inspired by what this person said or what that guy said or what this lady said and their story and what they've accomplished. And I've always noticed just being an athlete, there's a disconnect in between where that athlete is and where you're sitting at the time. You know, my mom's birthday was two days ago. I lost her a couple of years ago. She was my inspiration. She was my everything. But the cool thing about it is my mom would get on my ass because she's real like tough. And I remember I would be watching football players and thinking I would be a pro football player one day. And the one thing that she would say that would always like put me in my place is she was like, they've already made it. What are you going to do? So finding that balance between inspiration and actually taking action. And so today I'm going to talk about some things that you can be focusing on and doing to try to make sure you're actually moving forward and to not get overwhelmed with comparing yourself. Because I think a lot of us, we look at other people's stories or we look at other people's success and we try to compare and then it ends up putting us in a bad place mentally. And then we wonder why we're not motivated because shit, I'm trying to compare to somebody who's been in the game for 15 years and I just got my license six months ago. Yeah, I'm not going to be six months in selling. million listings. Like be inspired, but don't discourage yourself. And I think that's a thin balance between being inspired by somebody and saying, man, that's awesome that they can do that. And I can too, but I just can't do it right now. I got to work towards it. And I may be able to do it in a week. I may be able to do it in six months, but finding that balance between being inspired and being discouraged. And then the other thing is information overload. There's so many, I guess, experts out there. And I think Clubhouse is creating that. It's uh, I've seen somebody had a group say it's not Clubhouse, it's Clout House because everybody's slapping their resumes on there, which I like that actually. Shit, I'm a stat guy. And so I like putting up, hey, what has this person done? But the hard part is there's no way to verify what they've actually accomplished. Anybody can just slap some numbers up on a page. I love it. I think it's great. There's a lot of motivation. There's a lot of inspiration going on. But I would say, man, try to find that balance and step back Because if you go to any seminar, right, whether it's a builder conference, whether it's a real estate conference, you go, you get inspired, you come back with nine pages of notes. And what do you do? You go right back to your day to day and you don't, you literally do not use any of it. And so can you imagine being in that whirlwind on a day to day and week to week basis? And I think that's what Clubhouse can be. You're inspired. You got all this information. You got all these notes and you don't incorporate anything. So I'm already doing that, which is why I told my wife, I'm only going to get on here a couple of days a week, try to inspire other people, maybe get a nugget or two. And until I accomplish those things or put them into action, I need to stay off the app. But yeah, so let's talk about it. So if you're a realtor, real estate agent, and you're trying to decide and figure out how to take steps of action, 
Let me give you some basic principles and fundamentals that you should have in your business. And if you don't have it, we need to get it in there pretty quick. One being, and it sounds so cliche, is time blocking. One of the things that I heard is people get into real estate sales for freedom, but it's the freedom of real estate sales that kills them. They become a realtor because they're like, oh, I can set my own schedule and I'm an independent contractor and I work for myself. And But what happens is they have no structure, no time blocking, no discipline, and their clients end up dictating their life. And that's cool in the beginning, right? You know, you get that realtor who says, well, it's clients first and I take care of my customers and I do whatever they need. That sounds cool, but that's how you burn out in real estate sales. That's how you literally say, you know what, this industry is not for me because you let somebody else dictate your schedule. And I did that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys that are in real estate sales did that. So I think balancing and understanding if a, if a client calls me at 10 o'clock at night on Sunday, I'm not picking up the phone. I mean, it is what it is at this point. The title companies are not open on the weekends and Monday through Fridays, title companies close at five o'clock. The other big thing that Texas Real Estate Commission did, which I'm so grateful, is contract dates used to stop at 12 a.m. Now they made an adjustment a couple of years ago and they stopped it at 5 p.m. So now we actually can say, you know what, you know, like option period used to end at 12 a.m. So you would be getting other agents submitting repair amendments at 10 o'clock at night and you're up at 10 and 11 trying to negotiate a repair amendment before 12 a.m., which is stupid. And, and I always struggle with that because I'm like that balance of being good at what you do and having service and running yourself in the ground. So time blocking is like number one. You need to go on your calendar and set your absolutes. So if going to church every Sunday from 11 to 1 is your absolute, if having lunch with your, your little girl on Thursdays is absolute, if having a date night on Fridays with your spouse is an absolute, if working out in the mornings three days a week is your absolute, whatever it is, go on and set that absolute because as you grow in this industry, there's going to be more people, more time, more people, more things that take your time. And the hardest part about our industry is that every time you do your job, you fire yourself. You wake up tomorrow and you might have just killed it on a transaction and you have nothing to show for it other than a happy client because they don't need you anymore. Where in other industries, insurance and other things, there's recurring revenue, there's contracts. You don't have that in the real estate sales space. So you've heard it a million times, but this industry is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I've seen agents who start out out of the gate, just like getting after it, working, you know, seven days a week, 80 hours a week. And you got to do that in the beginning. Like you got to grind, but you can't maintain that forever. And so your goal is to grind, 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 get some momentum, but then to create some systems and to create a time block that you can manage. And then now you can see where is your time best spent? Y'all heard me say that TBS, where's my time best spent? Well, I won't know that if I'm not blocking out my time and keeping an audit of what the hell I'm doing every week. So that's where I would encourage you to start with time blocking. The other thing I always tell agents, I'm going to give you five things to think about real quick, is what are you doing to generate business? Like lead gen. You might have heard it a couple of episodes back. Jane Bunn and I were talking about it. Every agent thinks that they're going to get in the industry and that their friends and their family and their neighbors are just going to use them. And it doesn't work like that. If you're a new agent, if you never get your license, that family member, that friend, that neighbor, they're going to choose a realtor. So what that means is if you never get your license, they already have somebody that they're going to call. And so in order to get them to remove that person out of their mind, you got to do some work. So 
The analogy I use when I'm training my agents is if we say, let's get a burger right now, you don't think of every burger joint in town. You only think of the top one or two. There may be 15, but you think about the top one or two. So in order for you to get that space, that real estate space, that mind space in that person's life, sphere of influence, family member or not, you got to do some work. You got to be consistent. And so what are you going to do to get in to lead gen and generate that business? And you need to create it. We call it lead gen pipelines. So am I going to hold open houses every week? Am I going to write handwritten letters? Am I going to make phone calls? Am I going to buy leads? Whatever it is, you need a lead gen process. Don't think that, oh, I'm just going to post on Instagram one time. I'm a realtor and all this business is coming in. Like You actually got to go and get consistent. And so I always say SSC. What is your strategy? What are you trying to accomplish? And then what is your system? And then how consistently are you going to do it? And if you can map that out from a time blocking and lead gen, then that is going to give you the foundation that you can use to build your business. Because right now, that's what you're doing. You're trying to you're trying to build your business on a foundation. And like I said earlier with Grant, he said, work over time. Like there's things that you got to do consistently over time to see results. And so I tell people, if you roll out a new lead gen strategy, you got to give yourself 90 days to see results. Because you'll see somebody who buys leads or starts a lead gen strategy. And after two weeks, they're pissed if they don't have 50 leads in their inbox. Like it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So number three, competence. You have to be competent in this business because with the wrong thing, not knowing the right thing can get you out of the industry. It can get you sued and you can get your license revoked. So that's why I'm real big on knowing the contracts, like knowing the addendums, reading and understanding the updated policies, because obviously every state does revisions to their contracts. And you need to know what can I say to a buyer? What can I say to a seller? If I just get to talking and I'm an intermediary, that means someone at my brokerage has the listing and then I'm bringing the buyer or it's my listing and I'm bringing the buyer and I'm just running my flap. I'm just talking. I'm just running my flap and I'm not knowing what I'm talking about. I can get in a pickle fairly quickly. So be competent in this industry because the flair is good and you want people to know that you're confident, but confidence comes with competence. So if you're not competent, that means if you don't know what you're talking about and you don't really know the contracts, then you can't look someone in the eyes and be confident because, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And people know if you're winging it and people know. So I always tell people, that's why you have a broker. If a client asks you a question and you don't know, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Just say, you know what? I don't know, but let me check with my broker. I'll get back to you this evening or I'll respond to you in an hour. Even if you know the answer, I tell my realtors, even if you know, but you're not sure, So, you know what? Let me check. Let me check with Terrence on that. Let me check with my broker on that. And then I'll get back to you. No one's ever going to hold you hostage because you don't know something, but they will hold you hostage if you tell them the wrong answer and it ends up biting them in the ass on a transaction. So I'm always telling agents competence is is important. And right now it's about posting on reels and stories and all this stuff that's fun. That's the fun part of this industry. This is the grunt work that I'm talking about. And no matter like whether it's TikTok or whatever the hell else comes out next, it's always going to be something new and fun to do. But the fundamentals of real estate sales is always going to be this competence, time blocking, lead gen. Those are the things like no matter how much I wanted to avoid running sprints in 105 degree heat in Texas, if I wanted to be a great football player, I'm going to have to run sprints. Just it is what it is. So This isn't the sexy part, but this is the part I want to talk about because I think these are the parts that's missing and no one's talking about it because everybody's talking about how to post on Instagram and reels and things like that. Number four, find a niche. Find a niche that you are passionate about, but more that you 
genuinely are interested in. If you own one investment property, then work with investors as a realtor. If you are just luxury in and out, and let's say you are a high net worth individual, then try to get into luxury. If you are a country person, do farm and ranch. Whatever it is, you don't even have to be that. You can just be interested in it. But I would tell you, don't start out trying to do it all in the beginning. And like Jane said on a couple episodes before, you have to grow into luxury. You don't just jump into it. You got to grow into it. That's what I'm saying on these niches. Like you got to do the work. And I remember I was at a Tom Ferry conference in 2014. And at the time I was selling ranches and I was selling a lot of investment properties, but I wasn't dominating the luxury space in College Station. And I remember him saying the same amount of work that goes into a $200,000 house is the same amount of work that goes into a million dollar house. And that like resonated with me. And I remember saying, why am I not dominating the 1 million and up properties. So in 15, I started working on growing into this space and I got my first listing that was a luxury property and it failed. I priced it wrong. I overpriced it. And I remember when I priced it, the seller said, listen, he was adamant about a price. I didn't really believe in the price, but I wanted the listing and I took the listing. And I remember saying, hey man, would you be willing in a couple months to do a price reduction if we don't sell it? He's like, well, get me 20 plus showings. Get me people through the door and I'll consider it. 30 showings later, I busted my ass, open houses, everything. 30 showings later, I went to him and said, dude, I've gotten you 30 showings with no offers. It's time to reduce the property. And he told me, nope. And I remember just grinding it out, spending a lot of energy, time, resources, and it expired. And that was my introduction into luxury real estate. (laughs) I got my ass kicked, but I learned a lot. And that's where I'm seeing you don't just jump into these spaces. You got to grow into these spaces. And now here we sit, 2021, and you know it's been six years, and I just closed my 40th $1 million transaction yesterday. And I'm pretty sure I've closed the most $1 million properties over the last six to seven years in our market. And if you know anything about College Station, our average sales price is $250. I'm not in Beverly Hills. I'm not in New York. So to be doing $41 million properties is, is absurd. And I'm not patting myself on the back. It's just a fact. But I'm saying that to say I had to grow into that. Like I had to research. I had to study it. I had to understand it. I needed to know what were high net worth people wanting from me from a marketing standpoint. What did they need when I showed a property? And I created that value proposition. And now people know, like if it comes to high-end ranches and high-end homes and college station, I'm, I'm most likely going to be involved at some point. But that's how you grow into that niche. So I think find a niche, whatever it is. It could be first-time homebuyers. If you have a passion for helping people achieve one of the biggest dreams of their life, then do first-time homebuyer seminars. And then number five, a follow-up game plan. I see people actually do the time blocking, do the lead gen, create the competence, create the niche. They get the lead starting to come in and they don't follow up consistently. And so they're leaking all this commission and opportunities and referrals and leads out the backside because they don't have a consistent follow-up game plan. So you need to understand when you get a lead, buyer or seller, because I tell people in this industry, you got to get good at two appointments, buyer appointments, seller appointments. That's it. But what are you going to do to follow up with them? What are you going to do consistently to make sure that your value proposition is in front of these leads so that they understand what you're going to do to make sure that they achieve their goal. And that's your follow-up game plan. Now, obviously, there are so many of those workflows out there. I'm not going to go over that. I'm just trying to cast a thought process for you to go and build these things out. But if you don't follow up, then everything else you just did is for naught. And it's so easy 
to jump on the lead, like I always tell my agents, I can get Taryn Murphy, my 10-year-old, to if somebody comes in today and says, hey, I don't have a realtor. Okay. Are you pre-approved? Yes, I'm pre-approved. When do you want to buy? I need to buy a house this weekend. Anybody can work that lead. Anybody. But the lead that's tough is the person who's not pre-approved. They've been looking at open houses. They don't know if and when they're going to buy. And you got to stay in touch with them for the next three to six months. That's the leads that are leaking out the back door because when they're motivated and ready, they're going to want to move fast. And if you're not top of mind, when they decide to move forward, they're going to go with another agent or they're going to end up going directly to a builder. And that's where you see agents who show these people some properties. They don't follow up and help them get pre-approved. They don't follow consistently over the next couple of months. And then they call them six months after and, hey, where are you at in the process? Oh, I bought a house. And they're pissed off because they wouldn't show them properties, but they were not top of mind. They were not consistent with their follow-up in the meantime. So those are just some thoughts I wanted to put in front of you. Those are some pillars of success. And one of the things I want to throw out there for y'all, as we're diving into this podcast, I told y'all in the first episode, my goal is just to inspire people, create content. I'm not looking to be this like famous thought leader. Like I don't care about that. I've had enough uh, limelight for a lifetime. Like I played football and sports my whole life. And so I'm not looking for that. Like my, my heart for the podcast is to find my tribe, inspire you guys, make sure I'm giving you content to help you grow. And honestly, like I told my wife the other day, it just hit me. I'm trying to leave breadcrumbs for my kids and their kids. Because one day I got to go be with Jesus and I'm not going to be able to stand here in front of them and have this conversation. But one thing they will be able to do is pull up this technology and say, that's my dad. That's my grandfather. That's my great grandfather. Because most likely my kids, they're going to do whatever they want to do, but some of them will be in real estate for sure. And so I'm trying to leave a legacy for them. I'm trying to leave. A, I'm trying to inspire you guys. So one of the things I'm asking you to do, if you're listening to the podcast, is I want you to email me or go on our Instagram account and comment what guests you want me to bring on or what questions do you have. And then I'm thinking about setting a live date that we go on live where you literally can come on the podcast and ask me questions. And then right then and there, I can give you feedback and we're going to record that episode and put it out there for people. So I'm looking for some feedback. I'm just trying to be the conduit that God asked me to be and um, trying to encourage you guys to to keep chasing this real estate space. Because like I said, to begin with, real estate entrepreneur just means you're not pigeonholed into one space. And I would encourage you, if you are a realtor and you don't own a home, that's the next step. The thing I always used to tell people when I got drafted at 22 years old, people thought we all had all this crazy money. You don't make crazy money until your second contract. And everybody knows I got injured my rookie year. But there were so many people pitching to us about, hey, man, put your money into this investment. Do this with it. Do that with it. But the question I learned to ask people before I ever gave them my money to invest, as I said, how much of your money do you have invested in that project or that vertical or that investment category? And if that person pitching to me said, oh, I don't have any of my money in it, I told them to kick rocks. That's the quickest way to know, do you believe in what you're selling? So I want to encourage you guys. I actually want to do a first time home buyer episode because if you are a real estate entrepreneur and you're in the space selling real estate, aspiring to become a real estate agent or building or whatever, and you don't own a home, I want to speak this over you that this is your year. This is your year. Interest rates are really low. And if there was ever a time to buy a house, now is the time. Because if you're renting and y'all have seen on our Instagram profile, it's realestate.entrepreneur at Instagram. 
we post on there. There's a diagram we put up that it shows you if you rent, how much money you're throwing away versus if you buy a house. But my goal for you guys, as y'all grow into real estate entrepreneurs, and some of y'all are already real estate entrepreneurs, maybe way further down the road than I am, is to own your home. Because now if I'm a real estate agent and someone asks me, hey, I should invest in this real estate project. And I can say, yeah, I own the house next door. There's no better way to sign off on what you're trying to sell when you can say, yeah, I own rental properties on the block over. That's the signature. There's no way to refute that now. But if I have an investor and he's like, you know, how many rental properties do you own? None. Hmm. So how can you tell me how to do it? So I want to encourage you guys in that. I'm not saying you can't be a great realtor without doing that, but I say it's over time as you build your your database of clients, it's going to be hard to tell somebody to put their money in something if you're not doing it. So if you're a realtor, I encourage you to buy a home. And if you're a realtor, I'm encouraging you to own an investment property. And I'm my goal is to try to help you come up with the breadcrumbs and the steps to accomplish that through these podcasts and through the people we're bringing on to inspire you to do it. Last thing, new website's out, terrencemurphy.com. Go check it out. Um, we're also getting ready to expand our Terrence Murphy team. So the Terrence Murphy team is getting ready to expand. So we have our Terrence Murphy team here in College Station. We've consistently been, I think 2017 and 18, we were, I was the number one agent in the market. And I think for the last 10 years in a row, I've been in the top 1% of agents nationwide. And I'm saying that to say that's the team I'm getting ready to expand. So we're looking for expansion partners throughout Texas. If you look on our social media or if you know somebody who's a broker owner or team leader or an aspiring agent who needs help getting over the hump, I'm looking for more people that I can partner with and put my expansion teams in those markets. So we put out a map on our Instagram and on our social media showing you the markets that we're expanding into, which is San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Tyler, East Texas, where I'm from, Houston, Dallas. So we're getting ready to expand throughout the state. If you know anybody that's interested in being an expansion partner, we need them to have some experience. And then we're going to partner up with them, put the Terrence Murphy team in their market and help expand it and grow it. Another announcement we're making in the next couple of weeks, be on the lookout. We're going to start our coaching services. So Terrence Murphy coaching is starting. I've gotten a lot of feedback of people who want more one-on-one coaching. And obviously I'm on a podcast, so it's tough to be interactive. But we'll be rolling out the Terrence Murphy coaching in the next couple of weeks. And that will be broker owners and team leaders, independent broker owners, franchisee broker owners, and team leaders. I'm going to be coaching you guys on how to grow your business. I don't know all the answers, but I know a lot of them. And honestly, I've made enough mistakes for us both. So let me make the mistakes. I've already made them. And we've grown our brokerage from a startup company to our first agent we brought over in 2012. So that was what, eight, eight years ago, uh, eight, nine years ago. And now we're going to be at a billion in sales. We're at 900 and some million and should be at a billion pretty quickly. So we've grown it from an idea on a napkin to a billion in volume in less than 10 years. And I've learned a lot of lessons throughout the way. So Terrence Murphy coaching coming down the pipe. Terrence Murphy team will be expanding. And uh, thank y'all for listening to the episode and um, talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com. 